What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos. Junior. And Matthew Stuza. Not Junior. Souza, I got a question for you, brother. Yes. Um, what is your favorite dish at 99? Oh, I go for the, the it's a nice combo, a steak tip chicken tender combo. Um, mm. It's like a normal entree, like 13, 14 bucks. And you get both with obviously a side like mashed potatoes. It's, it's the whole nine yards right there. Mm. That's good. That's good. I'm more of a gold fever guy myself, but I'll have to take into account what you just suggested, considering I whooped Glenn's ass. Oh, man. That's right, baby. Two seasons in a row. That's a two-game winning streak, pal. Mason, I give you credit where credit's due. You did beat me. You yeah, have beat me two years in a row. Personally, I blame the commissioner because we didn't change the schedule. So if you would have <laughs> faced me, you would have faced me later in the season, probably would have been the other way around. Because everybody's actually knows, very fair. Everybody knows I start out bad and you finish bad. So if the roles were reversed, you know, and I, I had you like week 12, week 13, different outcome. Um, yeah. You gave me an ass whooping. I think uh you actually beat me what 81 to 77? Uh, yeah, both of our teams, not our, not our finest weeks for either of our teams, if we're being honest. No, but those are the weeks that feel so good to win and suck so bad yep. to lose. Yeah. Dude, uh, I gotta be honest. I, if today was one of those days where I am fucking tired, right? I'm, I'm tired from staying up all night watching, watching the game Oh yeah, because um, you guys know I normally I'm normally a strictly Sunday football guy, right? Uh, but dude, last night I stayed up until eleven, and that last drive it literally came down to the last drive, and every single play I knew I knew what the Seahawks were doing. They were just going prevent defense. So Javante Williams would stay in the back to block for like one second. No one be around. He'd leak out into the flat. Russell Wilson throw him a pass. Easy and yards. every time I'm like, oh my God. I literally was sitting on the ottoman in my living room and I was like this. The whole time. <laughs> sweating bullets. But thankfully, what's the name of the Broncos head coach? So uh, I, 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 I better learn his name because if this is the way he's going to coach games, I'm going to be cussing him all year. Uh, I, forget, I forget his name. But that dude proved in one game he does not deserve to be a head coach in the National Football League. <laughs> in one, one game, dude. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what the plan there was. Um, the plan was – I don't really uh, – I don't really understand what he was doing there, to be honest with you guys. Mason, you got Google in front of you, right? Yeah. I want you to, uh, want you to Google, type in Russ Wilson's salary. Oh, okay. He's our salary. data guy. Breaking. Well, this is the headline. Broncos and Russell Wilson reached agreement of five-year 
245 million contract extension includes 165 million guaranteed. So per year. Uh, you, you said enough. You said enough. I want you to look up something else. We have Google open. Okay. I want you to type in Brandon McManus salary. Oh, uh, 35 million. Just for the record. Okay. Brandon McManus? Brandon. No, no. Oh, Russell. Russell. Oh. Imagine. McManus salary. Uh, average annual salary of 4.3 mil. Sousa, you're a big math guy. I want you to tell me who makes more money. Um, that's an easy Russell Wilson. Oh, for, uh, oh for Russell my answer. Wilson. So, I don't know. Maybe um, the guy that you give the most money to on your team, on your franchise, your quarterback. Maybe you want to put more faith in him than a guy who kicks the fucking ball from a record-setting field goal attempt. Uh, by the way, coach's name is Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel oh. Hackett. Hackett. That makes sense because I was fucking <laughs> hacking every time he made a fucking coaching decision, whether it was at the goal line. It, it was like they were facing the 85 Bears and couldn't fucking punch it in from the goal line, whether it was Melvin Gord, whether it was Javante Williams. Again, I know Russell Wilson makes more than both of those guys combined. Let him do the thing at the goal line. Just do Let an play. Let him cook. Let him do something. Instead, they fumble twice at the goal line. Instead, on a game-winning drive, you bleed a clock out with, I want to say it was about 45 seconds, and you have three timeouts. And on fourth and five, you decide to kick a record-setting field goal to try and, was it win the game or tie the game? Win. They lost by one. They lost by one. Or you could trust the guy that you put, how much money was it? $35 million a year? Yeah. To get you five yards when it matters most. And it's not like Russell Wilson's a rookie and never been in that situation before. It's not like he's never been in a situation like that before in that building. It was like 50 seconds left, right? Yes. And it was fourth and five. Whether there's 50 seconds left or 20 seconds left, if you go for the kick and you miss, the game's over. If you go for the first down and you don't get it, the game's over. Who would you rather put your faith in? Brandon McManus from fucking 70 yards away or Russell Wilson to get five yards? Russ. Big yeah, trust on Russ. Me right, too. And I lost in two leagues because of it. Two leagues. Because so, the coach of the Broncos does not trust Russell Wilson. So here's a question. Yes. Are the Broncos frauds? Nope. No. I just think they didn't play a single snap together in preseason. I think that was the first game coached by Nathaniel Hackett. And I think he's going to learn his lesson moving forward and how this team is going to roll. I, I think disagree. He's gonna... I think that guy's a fucking dumbass. That's what I well, think the... about that well, guy. First of all, I could. I thought I was watching the Dallas Cowboys last night with all the penalties that were happening, Dude. whether it was delay of game, false starts, defensive holding on third down. Every time you get a stop on third down, a penalty bailed out the Seahawks, and Russ couldn't get the ball back. And I was like, this is a joke. I, I, it felt like I was watching the Cowboys. I, I don't – and like I said, 
starts with the head coach, but that's something that he's got to learn throughout the season. I don't think a Russell Wilson-led team is going to play as bad as they did in week one. I'm going to say for the rest of the season. Next week, they have a huge bounce-back game against Houston, and I think that's where they get right. And then they just yeah, carry on from they're there. too good to not get right. The fact is Geno that... Smith for real? No, absolutely not. No, dude. He made look, you wonder, man. though. He made you he, think. He honestly, I, I'm going to be honest, they looked better than I thought that they were going to. Yeah. I thought that they were going to be an absolute train wreck, but I mean, I guess that's kind of credit to Pete Carroll. He's a good coach. Um, dude, so gonna, there was one play early, like literally, like the third, or second or third drive of the game where Geno Smith had like a, there, it was like one of their first uh, defensive holding plays in the Broncos. Where he was like, he hucked it up. Rashad Penny was running up on a oh wheel ride on the sideline, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And then it it just fell like right before it hit the first two, and they got a defensive holding. And I was like, if he was even halfway decent, I would have just won the game right there, and I wouldn't even have had this. Oh, was that the, the thing, like the a, thing was he wasn't targeting throw. Penny. Yeah, he, he was, was talking to the receiver. Penny just happened to be there, but that receiver could have easily bobbled it to Penny, and Penny could have just took it to the house. And then that's when I quit the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I <laughs> never, you know. But um, <laughs> what you guys got to understand is, and what people have to understand about the Seahawks is, that was their Super Bowl in week one. You'd pull out all the stops to defeat Russell Wilson coming back home. Do you think – I don't think Pete Carroll wanted any game – probably other than playoff games he's been in the past, but more than that one against Russell Wilson. And I do not understand the fans booing Russell Wilson. I get it, okay? He's your franchise quarterback. He left for greener pastures because your team couldn't supply him a squad to get him back to the Super Bowl. But he brought you a Super Bowl. And for that, you should be forever grateful. I'll never understand fans booing a former player who at one time brought them success and greatness. I mean, he's an all-time player for the Seahawks. If he goes down the Hall of Fame, which he probably will, it's going to be as a Seahawk. Yeah. By the way, Craig says the Broncos are frauds. Yeah, I know. He also said uh, Brees Hall is going to be great. But anyway. Valid point. What happened in week one? Sousa, congratulations. You were nothing but hashtag lucky. Lucky. (laughs) I'll wear that every week until it doesn't work. That's basically all it was. Um, um, And also, I got Sousa a cake that said, I'm sorry, I drafted Mike Williams with a little frowny face. When in reality, everyone in our league should get me a cake saying, sorry, you drafted Mike Williams because guess what? He got two points. Two. I... Don't, I don't know what to say about Mike Williams. Because, Mason, I have stock in him in uh, two other leagues. Two of my four leagues I have him. So we all I have stock in him. Yeah, we do. And it's like, it really – and I don't mean to, like, bash you for having him. It felt exactly like last year when I was watching him and I was waiting for that game that I traded for that he was having all the first five, six weeks. And I was waiting. And it was two points, three three targets – you know, that's all it was. And it happened. It picked up right where he left off. And I'm like, what is happening? And now I'm starting to think why analysts had him as like a top 10 receiver going into the year. Because I'm not seeing it. Now Keenan just, Allen is 
out of the picture for this week, possibly. We'll get into the news. Will will this be the big game? I don't know. I mean, look, part of me, I, now that I actually am invested in Mike Williams, <laughs> I feel like it's not even his fault. Stop. Why are they targeting Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. <laughs> and the fourth tight end. They're, they're targeting their third and fourth tight end more than they're targeting their best wide receiving talent. More than they're targeting even Josh Palmer. You know what I mean? Like, especially Keenan Allen got hurt at, what, halftime in that game? Or before so. that? Yeah, pretty like, early. And Mike Williams had four targets the whole game. He didn't have a catch until the second half. I mean. Let me look here. Like, it, at it, that point, it's it's the offense itself. Like, you need to incorporate that guy more into your offense. It's not on him. I mean, obviously, he can go up and get the ball. But, like, as he showed early in last season. So, I think it's more on the Chargers, personally. Like, their offensive uh, game plan. Yeah. Yep. And at the same time, though. It might have been that might have been the, the case the whole time last year too, and uh, is it going to change? I hope so. Well, I saw a stat la- before I drafted Mike Williams, um, like a few days before our draft, um, that said he had a lot of success. I guess running, I think it was out of the slot actually, um, and that was when he was having very good success at the beginning of the season last year. But then for some reason they took him out of that role, which. You know what? Anthony Lynn is a fucking bozo, so that doesn't surprise me that he'd be like, hey, this is working. Let's not do this anymore. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, it's a long season. I think that he'll still be good. Um, divisional games are also tough as well. I feel like it's hard to get a gauge. Uh, and like Craig, like Craig says, he always saves his load for the Kansas City Chiefs, who they're playing this week. So, uh-huh. With no Keenan Allen. With no Keenan. Um, but a guy like Mike Williams, would he have four targets, two receptions on four targets? I think yep. so, yeah. Yeah, that's not what you want. And for that, could be on Herbert, could be on the uh, offensive coordinator. Because I'm not – I mean, I don't think Mike Williams is just getting locked down. Every snap, every route he runs. Oh, especially against the Raiders secondary. Come on. Yeah, Craig just said that in the chat too. So I don't know, but I give him, I'll give him to week three. If we don't see a Mike Williams esque performance by week three, by the end of week three, then it's time to be like, all right, you hit the panic alarm. Well, yeah, I'm also going to say too. I am Craig. Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, but I think. Kansas City just put one of their best rookie cornerbacks on IR, if I'm not mistaken, today. Yeah, he got hurt. Um, I don't know what quarter he got hurt, but he did go down. Uh, so Craig I did confirm. The for it. Yep. So, week two, Thursday night, short week without Keenan Allen. You hope Mike Williams gets back on track. I'd like to see a nice touchdown. He's got to get in the end zone. That's the thing with him. And he is boomer bust. We do know that. Four receptions is not what you like to see. Uh, speaking of unfortunate things, before we get to the news, Sousa, but we'll talk about another unfortunate receiver. Um, we'll talk about an unfortunate receiver on an unfortunate team. 
which is the Dallas Cowboys. That's C.D. Lamb. On the flip side of that, C.D. Lamb did about the same thing Mike Williams did this past week. However, C.D. Lamb had 11 targets, only two receptions. So, which is wild. That's wild. Yeah, because um, they were either thrown over him, thown behind him, dropped by him. It was bad. Or is it, it triple coverage? Bad. I feel like the Bucks realized that they really didn't have anybody else to throw to. So they were just like, all right, let's just put him in triple coverage and then we'll make Noah Brown beat us. And he couldn't. We'll talk about them after. Susan's got to get to some news and then. <sighs> yeah. What a sad week one it was, but we're on to week two. So here's the news with Susan. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. So, let's get into some news, all of which nowadays being injury news, unfortunately. So, we'll start with the first thing I've written down here. Dak Prescott underwent surgery for his thumb. He immediately went running uh, as soon as the injury happened in the game. Went running to the locker room, didn't come back. And it's because... He fucked up his thumb. He got surgery for it today, and he's not on IR because Jerry Jones thinks he could be back in four weeks. But uh, Ian Rappaport thinks it's more likely to be about seven weeks. Sure. Uh, we'll see. I guess Russell Wilson came back early from a similar injury, but wasn't the same when he did. Um, so he could come back and underperform, or he could wait, and it could be like closer to two months. When – when the injury first happens, they say it's an injury that's going to take about eight or nine weeks to recover because he needs surgery. Okay. Yeah, surgery. Jerry Jones goes on the radio, fucking <laughs> 103.5, the fan, and says that uh, not put him on IR because uh, we think Dak could probably be playing, you know, within four weeks. Eight or nine weeks. <laughs> four weeks. Half. I mean – I think that is all going to depend on how the Cowboys play over the next month. Say about three or four games. If the Cowboys go like two and two during those four games, you'll probably see them like wait Dak out. And depends how the division does too. Like if the Eagles keep, well, I was going to say the division keeps losing, but everybody won last in week one. If um, depends how the division goes, depends how the Cowboys do. If they go like 0 and 4 over the next four weeks and the quarterback plays just fucking unbearable, they'll probably rush him back to get him back in there. I yeah. don't agree with rushing him back because um, you don't want to re injure what appears to be as an already injury prone franchise quarterback, um, especially when you're going to start the season 0 and 5, probably. What's the point? But we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I guess if uh, if he does re-aggravate it, then okay, the season's officially over, and now he has a whole year to recover, and he'll be fine by next season. Uh, uh, see what the problem is. I have him in two leagues, which sucks. So, who Dak? Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Um, what sucks even more is the supporting cast of the Cowboys. And that supporting cast being Zeke, Tony P, 
C.D. Lamb. And that's about all I can mention because I don't even know the guys that were thrown out on the fucking field in week one. And they literally oh, yeah. they mentioned that they had a USL USFL receiver on the on the fifty three man squad, while their third or fourth round pick Jalen Tolbert is inactive. So either Tolbert fucking blows and they see it in camp, or uh, fucked they his, just fucked Jerry Jones' wife or something. Maybe maybe that happens too. But the problem is, it, it, a it's a re- of those. No, it, it's it's a repeated process with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Jerry Jones, the only thing he cares about is the image of the Dallas Cowboys. They're the highest grossing team. They're worth the most money in the whole fucking world. The most popular franchise in the world is the Dallas Cowboys. And Jerry Jones sleeps well at night knowing that that's all they are. He doesn't give a fuck that they don't win, that they don't lose, that they don't. Whatever they do on the field, he could care less. He says that he wants to win, but that's bullshit. He just wants to make money and be recognized as the Cowboys brand and say, this is what I've done as an owner. So as a GM, he does shit. What happens is when you get a team and you build up that team and say they don't reach the promised land and they underperform, then you clear house. And you still expect that same squad to go out there and do what they do. What you're doing is you're setting yourself up for failure. How in the world, with a Super Bowl team that should have been last year getting eliminated in the first round, do you think that you're going to get any better by not adding any pieces in free agency or in the draft? You lose Amari Cooper. You lose Randy Gregory. You uh, – who else did they lose? Lyle Collins. Connor Williams sucks, whatever. But now you got this offensive line that's never played together. You're down, um, I'd say, top 20 receiver in the league, Amari Cooper, when he's on Dallas. And you're down another defensive guy. Defense looked good against Brady, holding him to 19 points. If you told me we were going to hold Tom Brady to 19 points on Sunday night, I would have said, that's pretty good, considering we couldn't do that last year. But what's going to happen is, and I said this, I forgot who I said this to. It might have been another league. I was talking to Chad Willard. He asked me what my thoughts about Dak getting injured. And I said, honestly, this is probably good for Dak to get injured because what would have happened the rest of the year if he kept playing with this squad is that all the blame would have been tossed on him for underperforming when you got guys rolling out there from the practice squad. You have C.D. Lamb, and that's it. You have Ezekiel Elliott, who, Kellen Moore, I okay. When Zeke is injured, Averaging three and a half yards per carry. Let's keep giving him the ball. When he's actually getting something going against the Tampa Bay. Last last week he had 10 rushes for 52 yards, 5.2 yards per carry. And we don't we don't give him the ball. We rely on Dak to throw it 41 times. When obviously he can't throw it to anybody who's not CD Lamb. And he can't even really get to CD Lamb because he's triple covered. It's a cycle. You're going to rely on Dak Prescott. He's going to underperform. You're going to talk about how the league is so good and how there's great players and stuff. When when the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, what do they do? They just say, ah, fuck it. We'll roll out uh, some dude from the practice squad. Hey, let's look at the USFL, see if they got any receivers. No. <laughs> they got Juju Smith-Schuster. 
They got MVS. They got him at least some help. I'm not saying those guys are going to be Tyreek Hill, but it's something to replace that piece. We don't have anyone. You drafted Sky Moore. We don't have anyone to replace what Amari Cooper brought to the table. But that's not what winning franchises do. And that Sunday night performance that I saw from that team, if that's an outlook for how the season's going to go, might as well not even fucking watch. Chalk it up. Chalk it up. But that's what's going to continue to happen if Jerry Jones is running this team because it's happened over the past 27 years. All right. Well, you heard it here first, folks. My rant about the Cowboys is over, but that's that's just how it is. And I just wanted to say it because it's sickening as a fan. No, I completely – I hear you out on that. Continue with we'll the see news. what happens. Um. Yeah, let's go. Um, Elijah Mitchell, this is a big one. He's on IR. He is on IR. And he's expected to miss about eight weeks with a sprained MCL. Uh, you know, just picking up where we left off last year of 49ers running backs, getting hurt. It just doesn't stop. Elijah Mitchell doesn't stop getting hurt himself. But you can't just say it's just him because it's everybody on that goddamn team. It's never the surprised. first man. The first player that, that's, uh, that heads – the backfield. I mean, Raheem Mostert did the literally literal exact same thing last year, week one out. So now it's Mitchell's turn. And the one constant is Jeff Wilson. Well, let's see. Let's see how he does. Cause he didn't, he hasn't gotten this chance this early in the year. Cause Mitchell took over for Mostert last year and uh, Jeff Wilson didn't show up till the end. How will he fare coming in at week two? Will he get hurt in like a month? We'll see. Jeff Wilson, toilet bowl evader, just earned himself a new nickname, Jeffrey Two Bills, because I'm about to drop two bills of fab on him <laughs> to pick him up. Yeah, that's the that's the tricky part. Is um, hot waiver pickup even if our even in our 14 man league he's not owned, which is kind of surprising. That is um, surprising. But here's the thing: they uh, they have, I think Mason has this dude on his bench, a rookie running back they drafted. They have um, this dude, I forget his first name, Trey Mason, not Trey, something Mason, um, who I think is also a rookie. And he yes. was inactive. Trey so, Mason, you're giving me flashbacks. Um, oh, yeah, Trey Mason is a guy, huh? Do you remember him, yeah. the running back on the Rams? Rams, Ty- yep. Tyrion Davis Price, that's his name. Tyrion? Tyrion Davis like Price. I'm, a, I'm assuming it's Tyrion. It's spelled the same way. Yeah, one second here. Let's see. Uh, didn't they oh, just and- sign Marlon Mack to the practice squad? Yes. Yeah. And Jordan Mason is the rookie, too. Um, and one of them was inactive. So is Jeff Wilson the guy by default? Or was he only the guy in that game because you had other guys uh, inactive? The game plan wasn't prepared for no Elijah Mitchell. And now they got Marlon Mack. It many- might not be as clear as you might think it is. How many points did he score? Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Jeffrey? Yeah, Jeffrey. Jeffrey uh, about five, I think. Nine All for right, 22 Jack- on the ground and then two for eight in the air. Four points. In a shit game, half a game, too. But. All right. I don't. <laughs> this is a fantasy football podcast. I usually don't give out fantasy advice on this podcast, but I'm going to give you one little tip. 
Stay away from San Francisco 49ers running backs. I've been saying Steer this clear. every offseason. <laughs> Steer clear. Because uh, what's going to happen about. is, what's going to happen is, this is another cycle. You're going to draft Elijah Mitchell thinking, ah, he's a young running back. He's the guy. He looked good when he played last year. Yeah, keyword when he played. Plays week one, gets hurt. Plays week one, doesn't get in the end zone because they have a guy who's also a running back named Debo Samuel, and he scores rushing touchdowns on that team. Already right there, red flag. Get me the fuck away from San Francisco running backs. (laughs) Whether it's Elijah Mitchell, whether it's fucking Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon's not even on the team anymore. Frank Gore. Get out of here. Yeah. And at at the head of it all, Shanahan. Who you can't trust to make a single well, consistent I decision. I trust that motherfucker as far as I can throw him. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you have to say that Jeff Wilson is the next man up. He's projected for 10 points. He's the obvious pick, but you just never know. It's, it's pretty risky. It's pretty risky. So, so you spend whatever money you get on Fab to get Jeff Wilson. Are you rolling him out in your lineup next week? Yeah. Well, obviously, it depends on the team you have, the league you're in. In our 14-man league, I think he's worth the start for sure in every you feel lineup. good about it? I would. He's done great things. But, like, if I knew he was playing, if I knew he was getting the full start, yeah, I'd feel good about it. That's the But the risk is he might – it might not be as much of a workload as you think. Uh, but at the, you got to you got to weigh the risk. He's worth something. He's, he's gonna I think have he ten is worth carries, spending money on. He's going to have ten carries for thirty three yards, and Jamichael Hasty is going to have five carries for twenty five yards. And fucking, I don't think he's there anymore. Kyle Uzcheck, Kyle Uzcheck is going to have a touchdown. Debo is going to have another rushing touchdown. You're like, the fuck do I have a San Francisco running back for my lineup? So, um, but uh, then again. Mitchell was the same risk, and he worked. He paid out. Um, he was he was new. We didn't know if he would be the guy full term, full season, and he was, and he was great. So there's that side of the story too. It's tough. Uh, but I'm moving on to the news. We got some more. There's a good chance Najee will play in week two. He he got a he got hurt a little bit, and people were concerned, but um, he's looking like he'll play against the Pats. In week two, so I wouldn't be too worried there. That's a good sign. He um he was limping. He left the game, but uh but he should be fine. Yeah. Alvin Kamara was battling a rib injury in week one, says the Saints coach. So Mason, you have stock at him. You were pretty pissed of his performance. Now you know he was a little hurt. Uh whether that's yeah. good or bad. I mean, I don't know. He was hurt, but at the same time, they had him in run blocking. So he couldn't have been that hurt. He was in pass protection. So maybe I mean, he, maybe they didn't know until after the game because he kept it quiet. Yeah, maybe because they kept using him in fucking pass protection instead of throwing him the ball, Jameis. Yo, why yeah. would you throw him the ball when you got Michael Thomas? Why would you throw him the ball when you have Taysom Hill, the best running back in the league? Anyway. Sorry, I'm still mad about that. <laughs> Mac Jones hurt his back. It is believed to suffer from back spasms. But his x-rays were negative. X-rays were negative, and there's a chance he'll play this week. So Yeah, because he has to put the whole fucking team on his back because the Patriots suck. Yeah. So overall, a positive outcome there. 
Chris Godwin with a hamstring injury. That could keep him out for a few weeks, says the news. Um, well, Todd Bowles said today that they realized it's not, they found out it's not as bad as they thought. I don't know if that still means like three, a few weeks or. Did you see how he did it? No. He was trying to catch a flat route from Brady. The Brady underthrew him by like a yard. So he had to reach all the way down to his fucking mm. foot. And he like extended his leg and probably pulled a hammy because he probably shouldn't even been playing in the first place. Love yeah. That. So he's going to be replaced with someone else who has a history of hamstring injuries, Julio Jones. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And um, so far, one week in the books, my take on Brady having a down season, we're on track. Um, uh, Keenan Allen is unlikely to play this week because they play Thursday against the Chiefs. Uh, quick turnaround. He hurt his hamstring because that's just a thing to do. And uh, unlikely to play, but it's optimistic that he won't. It won't be a long-term injury after he has his tests. It's just too quick of a turnaround for him to to play. At least that's the way things are trending right now. And T. Higgins, the last thing I want to talk about, he was knocked out of last week's uh, week one's game, and uh, he's still in concussion protocol. So no new news there, but there is a concussion that we're watching out for, and we'll see how bad it is. And that's it. Um, Stellar Stars of the Week are brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Susan, we will begin with you. All right. My Stellar Star of the Week is someone I've been waiting for to perform this well, mostly last year when I actually had him. And that's Saquon Barkley. Is he back? That's the question. Is he back or is it week one gas? I'm not going to say it's gas because he is good. And last year he was hurt. Like all every game that he played, he was probably never 100%. But now you can say he is 100%. And he put the team on his back, getting the Giants a W. He scored 30.4 points. That's 18 attempts, 164 yards, and a rushing touchdown. But wait, there's more. Seven targets, six receptions, 30 receiving yards. No receiving touchdowns. But one touchdown and 194 yards is from scrimmage. 30 points. He had a nice breakaway run. He looked very good, and he single-handedly got them the two-point conversion to win the game at the end. Saquon Barkley finally showing us vintage Saquon. Let's see if it continues. I'm gonna Hell quote. Yeah. I'm gonna quote the great Lizzo and say it's about damn time. <laughs> um, Saquon looked elite. We're gonna next week. We're gonna do we, every week too. We're gonna play that game that the people love called gas or cash. Nice. And, nice. Uh, but that's a week too, because we got to see a little bit of. We got to see a consistent, you know. Yeah, we need a bigger week, sample. Yeah, with bigger sample size, because fucking no names were scoring touchdowns in week one. Yep. Um, but if those no names score touchdowns again in week two, it, it might be gas or cash. Yeah, we'll we, talk, we could call the segment, well, I don't know, but just it always reminds me of Ogletree back in the day, the three, you know, two or three yeah. touchdown game. 
Cowboys. Yeah, you know, did it one week, and that was absolutely <laughs> That's what we want to make sure. We got to <laughs> weed those guys out. Right. Mason? All right. My stellar star of the week is none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Justin Jefferson, who hmm. we have discussed. I think unanimously we believe him to be the best wide receiver in the NFL currently. And he showed why yet again this past weekend. Uh, he finished with 34.9 fantasy points, which is insane. He had 184 yards, nine receptions on 11 targets, and two big old TDs. Big ones. He made the Packers defense look silly. There was no excuse. I mean, the thing is, Susan, good players, right? You want to cover them. Because if you don't cover them, they're probably going to score. And in week one, that's what Justin Jefferson did. And he's good. Yeah, he's great. Uh, you just – you love when – you know, the camera follows the pass and it hits the receiver and there's no one there. No one. Yeah. However wide that shot is, it's just Justin Jefferson and green grass. And you're like, yeah. how? How would yeah. that even happen? I was and as they showed the replay. One the guy got confused. He was spun around. He like went, I went saw, somewhere else. I saw Justin Jefferson cross the field and I saw the safety that was supposed to be following him point like, hey, yeah, get him. Get the best receiver <laughs> on the field. Telling somebody there he's he not goes. Even looking at Justin Jefferson's way, and then there he goes, wide open. That's how he gets someone who's open. dealing with their own receiver. Oh my god, Jeez. <laughs> but hey. I, if you face Justin Jefferson this week, I'm sorry, I really am. But it could always be worse. You could have faced Kirk Cousins, and I know that's not very common, but Kirk Cousins had himself a week, did 19 point something. Pretty solid. Pretty solid game. My stellar star of the week is a quarterback who can actually, you know, put those numbers in week in and week out. And uh, this man, he kind of, he kind of put his dick on the table. And And then walked away. Well, no, I know there's a couple quarterbacks this week who put their dick on the table, like Carson Wentz, Josh Allen. Yep. This guy showed his dick and balls. I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes. On the road in Arizona, was a playoff team last year, even though they sure didn't look like it in week one. He went 30 completions on 39 attempts. 360 yards. That's a full circle. And five TDs. Not one, not two, not three, not even four, but five. And he also carried the ball three times for five yards. Dude, I'm, 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 I'm be honest with you. Anyone who came into this this year doubting Pat Mahomes, fucking dumbass. Like, does that Tyree kill anymore, dude? It's not going to be the same offense. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It's Patrick Mahomes. Come on, man. Well, 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 wait a minute. Pause. It's September, Patrick Mahomes. See, as bad as I am in September, that's how good Patrick Mahomes is in September. 
We'll see if, huh. can, if it can if it can last for a full season. Uh, I don't think there's any reason not to. He's just going to have more chemistry with his receivers as he goes on. And you could say now he actually has more options at receiver than he did before. Before, it was basically just Kelsey and Hill. And then the eventual touchdown to Demarcus Robinson or the uh, flick of the wrist to the second string tight end. Uh, but now, Juju looked well. I'll eat my words week one. He did look pretty good. MVS is a super athlete. Everyone knows it. So he can Everyone also get some cooking. It. It's going to be interesting to see the Chiefs. And Clyde Kelsey. stepped up in the receiving game. Clyde actually did something. Two TDs. And maybe the see, biggest thing, not the biggest thing, but a promising thing to see is Kelsey did it again. It, Fucking. I mean, it's death. Taxes and Travis Kelsey getting the consistent fantasy points. 120 yards and a touchdown, 22 points. People like me are like, Andrews is taking that uh, the mantle of number one tight end. And, uh, well, not this week. Well, see, what will happen is Mark Andrews will score in spurts. Like, Mark Andrews will be due for a couple 30-point games, 35-point games. And then he'll have a couple stinkers here and there. Yeah, Kelsey like is just week. consistent. 12 points every week with a couple 20-plus games throughout the year. And that's what's made him tight end one over the past six years. Um, I was going to say one more thing. Oh, well, mark my words. This time next week, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to have um, another game where he probably gets into the end zone. He probably has over 15 fantasy points. And he will be a premier person listed on Gas or Cash. And I can't wait to see what we think. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited. Um, I'll have to do a deep dive. That's the case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Review every snap, every attempt. Every snap, every attempt, every workout, every practice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this film from high school. Sure. Pop Warner. Um, that was Stellar Stars of the Week, brought to you by Red Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. You guys know what time it is. Oh, shit. But the problem is, Glenn, uh, I think I think what we're going to have to do is I'm going to have to send you a voice memo of me yelling fuck really loud in my car. I'll tell you Put what, Mason. soundboard, right? I'll tell you what, Mason. If you just make like a – if you just go like, it's time for – I can do this. Did you hear that? Uh, no. Oh, it was a beep sound. I heard a little bit. I got nothing that time. Uh, yeah. All right. Maybe I can't do it. So you're just going to have to say it. All right. Well, I will say it, but I can't yell it. It's time for... Fuck! That actually works. Week. Yeah. Just get close, you know? That's good. Just get Brought like ASMR. I want to feel well, the fuck. I just hold the mic really close. A little, little different. <laughs> um, But... Anyway, it's time for Fuck of the Week, brought to you by PB&J Lube. If you're going to get fucked, you might as well use Lube. You might as well. Now, we also have to make the distinction. It's not, if you're going to get fucked, this one will taste good. Because many people made the mistake that that's the slogan. It's not the slogan. So we just go over it every year, just to get out of the way. Clear disclaimer. If you get a 
a tube of PB&J lube. And on the back, it says, if you're going to get fucked, it might as well taste good. You know it's the knockoff brand. You yeah. know somebody <laughs> is selling that out of the back of their van. Oh, come It's on. not the real thing. Not the real yeah. thing. They're not a, uh, a verified um, distributor on, on Amazon, for sure. Um, okay. But without further ado, uh, this week's fuck of the week is none other that it really couldn't be anyone else. It's Cam Akers. Cam Akers finished with zero points. Zero. Do you guys know how many carries he had? Had to have been zero. Nope. Did he get benched? Nope. He had three carries. Number one, that was it. Three carries, zero, zero yards. Points. Yeah, his very. I remember his very first attempt was for like minus yardage, maybe minus three. Maybe he got a little bit of a back. I'm looking now though, eighteen percent of snaps he played. So wow, that doesn't exclude him from the fuck of the week because he was healthy. He was starting. You put him in your lineup. You were happy about it. You were excited, and he fucked you. Yep. Imagine and now. Imagine. And now McVeigh saying he wants to see more quality football out of Acres and Sleeper right here says for now he projects as a high end RB four <laughs> and can be left on the bench in most fantasy leagues. I was gonna say if he wants to see more high end football out of Acres, you know what that means? He's in the doghouse. That's what that means. Get this man a <laughs> bowl of water. And the problem is. Daryl Henderson's good, so he's, it's kind of like a. Oh, he's got that's that the dog in him. It's kind of no reason. Well, so does Cam Akers, Akers, considering he's he's the one in the doghouse. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cam Akers, fuck of the week. Um, obviously, honorable mention, Mike Williams. Step it the fuck up, Mike. Yeah, honorable mention for sure. Um, mentioned CD Lamb. Real quick, about also, also, Kyle Pitts. Can we just? I have to talk. <laughs> I have to talk about this. Uh, I my heart goes out to JV uh, for hmm. this week because my poor that poor man got absolutely he got fucked. Uh, you know who else got zero points? Who was projected for fucking ten? Devonta Smith zero. JV had two people in his lineup that had zero points, and then Dak got hurt, so he finished with under five. And see. I thought, thought J.K. Dobbins got zero. JV scored less points than I did, which is why he was 14th on the power rankings that I saw. And I laughed my fucking ass off today when Susan said, Yeah, power ranks supposed to. I was like, Oh, let me take a look. <laughs> he says, I didn't really do a big write up, whatever. I, 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 I like skimmed your text and I looked. And all your, and yeah, yeah. It's a fucking grocery list of names <laughs> one to 14. <laughs> Just power ranking. This, this, this. I was like, "Wow, Ooh, I'm ranked. I'm ranked seven. That I means like, this guy is doing all right. The Let me bare explain minimum. Here. No, I you, are, you explain. Well, you can explain to the people, but it is so funny, dude. I was, I was I'm, laughing. I'm not off. doing it out of spite. I'm just like, yeah. I, I did it all last year. It takes a long time. You gotta like, you gotta look at everyone's matchup, figure out how it went, what guys did well, what guys didn't have like these projections it takes at least an hour to do all 14 write-ups i'm like i'm done like i can do the power rankings and it's quick but i can't do the write-ups because that that adds a whole nother hour it took me no time at all to do these power rankings i have a 
I have all the methodology set up. It's quick. Um, it's the write-ups that I just, I just not, I'm not doing it anymore. And if Nacho wants, wants it done, that's his problem. Or if anyone else wants yeah. to step up, Glenn, I think you maybe have done it before. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, like you think fucking the NFL or ESPN's power rankings that they're writing out 14 or 32 explanations. No, you just get a big list of who's where, and that's all you're going to get. They do a little write-up. They do a little write-up. Real, real, real quick. Is, this is why. Uh, mm. Craig, Craig had another good fuck of the week. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson? Uh, yes. But I think Cam Akers has to be that the fuck of the week because where you drafted him and what your expectations were of him going into the season was like – if I go wide receiver, wide receiver, and Cam Akers is there, I'm okay with Cam Akers being my RB1 because I got two stud receivers and the Cam Akers should be all right. If you got him as your RB2, you're like, oh, great. Okay. That's what he probably is going to be. If you got him as your flex, you're like, my team's fucking loaded. And I got Cam Akers at flex. And now you and got, got him zero. on your bench. And he, got, and he got three carries. And Sean McVay is saying he has to make the most of his opportunities while he's out there. Basically saying, yeah, this guy's he's all right. But while he's out there, we like to see the best he can do. And uh, so we'll give him three carries and let him work with that. What you do with those three carries, Cam, that's on you, man. That's on you. Imagine the first game of the season and you draft a fantasy football team and you're like, let's go. I got Cam Akers rolling tonight. And you have to repeatedly watch Daryl Henderson is dreadlocked. Every fucking snap, just out there, and, and then you, you and then you finally see somebody different. He's got tape on his arms. He doesn't have dreadlocks. You're like number three. Oh yeah, he used to be 23, but he's three now. That's Cam Akers. That's Cam Akers, and he gets three carries. I would be three. fucking livid, and I was livid because I, I am a Cam Akers owner in one league. But it is just, it's sad. We're, we'll have to see, because at the end of the day, he did have an Achilles injury. And most running backs don't come back from that, or at least not this quick. So it could that could be playing part of it. That could be why the quality isn't as isn't what McVay is looking at yet, looking for yet. If you're healthy enough to suit up and play football, you can get more than three carries. <laughs> yeah, maybe unless they want I mean, to lessen his workload because of that. They didn't. He doesn't. They didn't talk about the injury, but you never know behind the scenes. And you know what? You know what could happen, and what might happen. This next year, like I'm, I'm in a league where I own Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers. So this week, obviously, I'm rolling out Daryl Henderson. This is gonna be the week where Cam Akers finally gets his carries, probably scores a touchdown. Daryl Henderson doesn't do anything. So the whole year, you might just be flip flopping back and forth and throwing up the double bird to Sean McVay, kind of like Kyle Shanahan. It could be that. I don't think it's gonna be that because Daryl Henderson does have that dog in him, but it could be, you know. Yeah, that's the worry. Um, well, regardless, that was fuck of the week brought to you by P me and J Lou. If you're gonna get fucked, might as well use Lou. Boys. Time for the uh are we we got a quick relatively quick one this week, right? So just a time for the well, I'll talk about Mike Boy. Williams really quickly. I'm oh. sorry, no, I'm sorry, no 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 we talked like, about great. It. Mike Davis. Cause he fucked me. Or he almost did. And I'm sure he fucked some others because he was actually yeah, he projected for some solid points. Maybe if you're desperate, maybe if you had Dobbins, you secured yourself with uh, Mike Davis and you needed him because Dobbins didn't play. 
And, uh, oh, yeah, they got Kenyon Drake, but he's probably just a backup role. Mike Davis is a starter. No. Nope. Know what he's projected for this week? Zero. That's how quick <laughs> of a life Mike Davis had this year. He got, like, one point this week, and now it's the Kenyon Drake show. He died. Uh, yeah, it's – uh, well, sucks. I actually had him in a few leagues. I'm like, this is going to be a nice little depth piece right here. Maybe a trade piece for people who need running backs the first four weeks. Nope. He's gone. He's, I'm going to drop him oh, tonight. Speaking of which, speaking of nice little depth, depth piece, someone, I forget who it was at our draft, when I drafted Rex Burkhead, audibly scoffed at me. <laughs> audibly scoffed. Uh, that wasn't me. Who's scoffing now, bitch? Ten points on my bench. Where who? Damian Pierce who, brother? Damian Pierce who? Yeah, Rex Burkhead is the lead back. He looks like that me. guy. Are you talking to me? No, I'm not talking. It wasn't to me. me. No, you guys were outside. Oh, yeah. I'm Someone inside what? the draft laughed. They went, Rex Burkhead. And I went, it's like round 13, dude. Why would I not pick him? Let's keep this rolling. Let's just like rapid fire some names here. Uh, Mason, you surprised Devontae Parker finished with one for nine? You know, Souza, that was just, that's going to be the icing on my hot fudge brownie Sunday that I get <laughs> oh, at 99 no. this week. Uh, let me tell you. When are we going to go? Uh, I don't know. Not to figure it out. But, uh, let me tell you, as much as obviously I want the Patriots to win, but at the same time, it kind of felt good that all the people who are like, dude, the Patriots are going to be fine, bro, and Bill, we trust. Yeah, how the Patriots look. Don't you feel stupid now, <laughs> dickhead? No. How about um, what's, how about Michael Carter no. versus Brees Hall right now? Oh, you, uh, Michael Carter and his handcuff? Is that what you're talking about? I mean, Michael yeah. Carter is a heartbeat of the offense. So there's no denying that. That's facts. Yeah. Who well, I also have on my inevitable. bench in Jim and Skip, just for the record. It's pretty good. Started him how over about, Tony uh, Pollard, but I should have started him. I mean, I started James, Tony Pollard over him, but. How about James Robinson? Dude. ETN. Yeah. James how Robinson. Did, I told you. How do you finish again? They're they're both gonna be good. The way the yeah. ETN was used in week one, I liked it. He just had opportunities that just slipped out of his hands, literally and figuratively. Yeah, yeah. Um, he could have had a big game. I like starting them both. Also you know sucks. Jaguars should have won. Uh, they choked it, which not surprising really. I guess when you think about it, it is the Jaguars, but still. Um, Terry McLaurin versus Jahan Dotson. That's going to be an interesting thing this year. They both yeah. had solid games. They had touchdowns. Terry had two receptions. Jahan Dawson had three receptions. Uh, How many targets Terry have? Because that's, that's what matters to me most, the targets, if you're getting looks. Terry had that's four target. targets, so the Mike Williams special. The, wow. the four, for, ah. four for two or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, well, uh, obviously, he's just better because he turned one of them into a long-range touchdown, so – because I know Dotson only had like three. I think he had two catches on three targets. He had three, three receptions. Three on four targets or something. Uh, two of them were touchdowns. Five targets. Five targets. So a little okay. bit of a better statistical showing all around. That's that's a game that we play in week three or four. 
It's called number one or number two. Where we pick the number one receiver or the number two mm-hmm. receiver on their team. And hopefully by then we have a little more clarity. Um, but Dotson looking like the man. Carson Wentz in fantasy looking like the man. Yeah. I guess he got the dub too. Carson Wentz a third ranked quarterback this week after Mahomes and Allen. Yeah, I saw part of the yeah that'll be the only week points. that he's the third ranked quarterback after Mahomes and Allen. Last guy I want to bring up is Michael Thomas. Is he back? 20 points, five for 57 and two. Ask or is that again. just ask me again yes. next week when we play gas? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right, you're right. Okay, that's all. That's all. Um, AJ Brown. Mm. It's looking like cash money so far. Are you panicking if you're a Devonta Smith owner? Um, I'm panicking if I passed on AJ Brown, but thankfully I took him in our dynasty league. Oh, I have him and Jefferson, so I'm feeling pretty good right now. Um, if I'm a Smith owner, I'm not happy. I'm nervous because uh, there was how they had like 38 points at least, and yeah. uh, a lot of touchdowns. And well, they're all rushing touchdowns, but AJ Brown still got his. But Smith got zero. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. I think the problem is, is that if they're on the goal line, there's never an opportunity unless you get like that little sneak out for a for a tight end. There, I don't think there's ever going to be an opportunity if they're in within the five yard line for them to really commit to throwing the ball there. I think they're always going to yeah. opt for the run just because of Jalen Hurts' talent and honestly. Their backfield looked pretty good. Miles Sanders looked good. Yeah, he, did. he actually had a good game. <laughs> he actually had a good game. He he was good. All right. He had more touchdowns in one game this season than he did all last year. <laughs> you know who looked good? Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams looked great. And it looked like he hasn't yes. missed a fucking step. I was, was so relieved to see that. You know who didn't look good? Hunter Renfro. Because, you know, every time they threw him the ball, Derek Carr went, oops. They fucking, it was either a pick or there was a penalty or my poor man, dude. Some, went so from, someone was bound to get left out of the offense. I didn't think it'd be Hunter Renfro. I thought it was going to be Darren Waller. Me too. Um but Devontae Adams, Same. man, the target share, again, inevitable. If he keeps getting that, it's like he's still on Green Bay. Yeah. Which is, which it doesn't is, even which matter. It doesn't even matter if their car sucks. And that, that catch and run that he had where he spun off the dude, that was nasty. Um, he's good. good. And that, then I saw him on a commercial <laughs> last night. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. Um, <laughs> Taco Bell you know. commercial. Thanks. Oh shit! Yeah, you know I was, you know I was really excited. So in a week one where everything was basically going bad for me on Sunday, um, capped off by a Dak Prescott injury for the team that I root for. Week two, I'm sorry, Monday night gave me hope. Um, Javante Williams looks nice. He does. They trust him early and often. Russell Wilson. It took him like. Two and a half quarters or three quarters to throw to a receiver. You should probably do that more often. Yeah, because, that was uh, that was weird, man. Like I, I I was getting so mad too because I was going against so I was up by five in Craig's league, and the guy I was going against had DK and I had Cortland Sutton. 
And Russell Wilson, you obviously you have Russ and Javante. He was throwing exclusively to Javante Williams. And I was ready to pull my hair out. I was like, Russ, throw the ball to literally anyone else. Literally yeah, like anyone 10 else. 10 receptions on that. And then a bunch, a plethora of tight ends, too. Yeah, dude. That Quentin Beck. Uh, Mysterio. What's his name? Uh, uh, oh, man. It even, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, 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 okay. I don't know. Um, I, I, I just called him A-OK. an A OK. A OK. He even got his. He wasn't the first tight end to get receptions i was nervous because i have him a dynasty but then he even entered the fold but i feel like that whole broncos offensive game plan was weird and that's going to be scrapped and we're going to get more consistency uh or normality going forward yeah you know well i mean the thing Susan? was well, melvin gordon yeah what about him i said he looked good too yeah he did that's a good one they got good. there I think their whole offense looked pretty decent, aside from the fact they just couldn't punch the ball in the end zone. But I mean, the thing, my thing was right. If I'm if I'm the coach of the Broncos, Jamal Adams leaves the game in like the first quarter. I would have been fucking sending Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy over the top all day because there's no chance that they have anybody in that secondary who can cover them. That dude. Uh, what was his name? Like Jalen Woolen or something like that. That dude got cooked by Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton like three times. He had like three P, uh, defensive PI penalties. I was like, dude, this this guy cannot cover them. And then for some reason, they stopped. They stopped throwing. They if I was if I'm Russell Wilson, I'm throwing at that. I'm repeatedly throwing at that guy until he can show that he can actually shut down my wide receiver yeah. without. Uh, committing a penalty. You know what I mean? I'm hopeful. And if I didn't have any integrity, um, and say if I, like, would have start like, 0-3, 0-4, whatever, and, like I said, if I didn't have any integrity, I would trade all my players just to have Broncos players and see how <laughs> that would go for the rest of the year. Like, imagine a lineup with, like, Russ, Javante, Melvin Gordon, Sutton, Judy, A-OK, fucking... Albert Beck, KJ Hamlin. <laughs> yep. You'd probably win at least in one week. Yeah. That'd be fun. Dude, Wes, he has an All Saints team. And his All Why? Saints team, he's just, I don't know, it's an elite and he drafted All Saints players. So it's literally, so this week, the Saints, everyone went off. So he had Jameis, he had Camaro, uh, not, not, not everyone. Not the guys we started, Mason. Um, he had Jameis, Camaro, and Ingram. Mike Evans, I'm sorry, Mike Thomas, um, Olave, Taysom Hill. Oh, like <laughs> he was like, How is my Saints team outscoring my actual team? Does he not like, care in that league, league or something? Uh, he must not. That's funny. That's about to be me. In three or years. is his team really that good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just a genius. Maybe it, it'd, be, it'd be interesting to do that. I don't know if I have the balls to do that, but <clears throat> no, maybe one of these. One of these years, I'll just surprise you with like an all Lions team. Oh, you kind of had an all Lions team back in the day. What Stafford and Reggie Bush? That's all it was. <laughs> you were joking about an all Cowboys roster this year, actually. I could have done it. And uh, good, who thing you I would, good thing I did. <laughs> good thing I fucking did it because I'd be starting fucking practice squad guys right now. Yep. 
Um, all right. Let's, uh, I don't even, last night I lost my eliminator pick and I'm pretty sure there's only four entries in the eliminator challenge and two of them are already out, me and Craig, because we both picked the Broncos. Oh, nice. Good luck, guys. I mean, if you want, I can give you who my eliminator pick would be this week, but I'm just, you know, blowing smoke. Are we, are we doing the eliminator first? No, we'll get to the pickums. We'll do the. So it's just me and Mason the rest of the year right now. Pretty sure. It's always been us. All right, Mason, you're you're going down. I'm going down. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. All right. Pigskin pickum. I am in. I'm tied for eighth place. Uh, Yeah. Nice. A lot of us were uh, seven and eight. I went eight and seven. No, the, oh, the first, the, the leader is eight and seven. Five people oh, tied the first are eight oh. and seven. That's not that bad. I'm only two games behind. You got oh, wow. Four. Okay. When I checked, oh, in, I think during last night's game, we were all, a lot of us were seven and eight. Or something. Wow. All right. Okay. Five, five of us are tied in first. It was a tough seven. week. Yeah, it was. Clearly, yeah, everyone got a lot me. wrong. But right. I, I checked the overall leaderboards. There was plenty of 14 and ones out there because, of course. Um, Thursday night, we have the Mike Williams-led Los Angeles Chargers going into Arrowhead to face the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. It's a good game. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers. Feeling it? No Keenan? Keenan, no problem. They got got Herbert, and Herbert, he's good. (laughs) He's good. Also, you guys forget, I'm pretty sure the last time that they went into uh, – when they went to Kansas City, but uh, last two seasons, I think they've won, no? Sounds about right because Mike Williams usually balls out against sorry Kansas City cornerbacks. Uh, Herbert Craig, can – can you uh, confirm or deny that? Uh, Craig said no. Herbert can blow doors down, but – Can blow what? <laughs> Me? Wait. He can uh, drop his dick at any any week, but I got to go with the Chiefs on this one. I was going to say, Pat Mahomes can't. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, Craig said Herbert one and two versus Pat. Huh. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. No, he's about to be one and three because the Chiefs are winning on Thursday night. He's about to be two and two. Oh. oh. Moving on to Sunday. The New York Jets and Brees Hall travel to Cleveland. To face Jacoby Brissett led one and oh Browns. I saw a tweet. There's actually a quote tweet on the Browns. Somebody quote tweeted the Cleveland Browns Twitter account who tweeted one and oh. And they said this is the first time in Twitter history that the Browns were able to tweet that. Said so Twitter started <laughs> in 2009. Wow. <laughs> that's kind of that's that's, wow. that's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. That's hilarious though. But now you know it's crazy. Just a fact. It's all. You fact. know what's crazy is they're not going to be able to tweet. They're going to have to wait until next year to tweet two and zero because they're going to lose this week to the Jets. No way. Yep. The Browns, See, Browns I thought about that, but I'm like, nah. First of all, two Browns are going to beat the Jets because as good as Michael Carter is, he won't be able to outlast what Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt bring to the table. And um, I don't think Kareem see- Hunt and Nick Chubb are the appointed heartbeat of the offense, though. So that's a slow our roll. People's Jones. Um, did you guys see the logo that is going to be at midfield for the Cleveland Browns? 
Oh, yeah. So even if they no. do win this game, they still lose. So give me the Jets. All right. Let me look this up. Don't look it up, Susie. You're going to be scarred for life. I'm going to have nightmares. That actually scares me. Browns. Field logo. Wait. <laughs> Is it this dude? What the fuck? It's Brownie the Elf. Oh, my God. There's a mascot. Oh, man. This is like, um, you know, like the, the, the store brand version of like a Keebler Elf cookies. Like that's what you get instead. And they're sh- in the shape of footballs. So like, oh, uh, we didn't get, you know, whatever the fuck well, it's called. Well, that, that's going to be the instead. mascot. That's going to be the mascot of a 2 and O team in the Browns. Wow, look at that. The Washington Commanders, 1-0, travel to Detroit to face Sousa's Lions after a shootout last week. I mean, Wentz has me a little convinced here. And Goff and the Lions' offense, I mean, they they did put up a lot of points, but I feel like uh, it was kind of, I don't know, that the game just got out of hand. I don't necessarily attribute a lot of success to the Lions' offense. They didn't look good to start. I'm going with the Commanders. Going Commanders as well. Give me the Lions at home, baby. Give me the Lions at home. Give me DeAndre Swift with 150 scrimmage yards. Give me Jamal Williams vulturing two TDs. And uh, give me the Sun God. Lions get their first win. Salute the Sun. That's tough. Salute the Sun. Tampa Bay sucking ears. Uh, apparently, that's what they're going to do. Sucking wind. Because Tom Brady isn't that guy anymore, according to Sousa. But traveling mm-hmm. to New Orleans to face the Saints, also 1-0. What do you think, Sousa? James give it to the Bucks. Go Bucks, go, baby. You're giving it to the Bucks. Why? I thought Brady sucks. Winston is uh, – I'm not buying into Winston and the Saints offense yet. Bucks have playmakers. And the Saints don't. Bucks don't have Chris Godwin. They got Julio Jones, and he knows how to play the Saints. Who do you think you are? That's right. Yeah, give me the Bucks because Leonard Fournette is actually the only guy they need. And obviously, after last night or uh, two nights ago, Brady can be bad, and they can still win. Brady didn't have to be good, though, Susan. When Lenny is running over 100 yards, Brady doesn't need to throw the ball 50 times. No. And if he does, he's throwing it into the dirt and getting Godwin hurt. All right. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I'm picking the, the Giants. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You're picking the Giants? I'm picking Saquon. Over McCaffrey? Would you do that in a fantasy draft? Because I don't think you would. If it was a week one only draft? Ah, uh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> what about a week two only draft? Who has a better game this week, CMC or Saquon? Well, this all depends if the Panthers' offense and coaching staff wakes up to the fact that they didn't give McCaffrey the ball. What's up with that? He had to accidentally pick up a drop snap to gain like 50 yards or something. Remember that? A 20 yards pickup. I don't even think that counted. No. Did it? 
I thought it did. I didn't. I don't remember any flags or anything. I got called back. Um, he didn't get the ball. That's the problem. He didn't get any passing receptions. I mean, not nothing in space, like thirteen carries or something stupid like that. But Saquon got twenty attempts, twenty opportunities. Give me the Panthers because they some argue they should have won against the Browns week one. And some people might argue that the Giants should have lost in week one, but they didn't. Yeah, that's true. I'm taking right, Panthers. This, this is this is the game where you realize that CMC is actually back. And you also realize that Saquon um could be just gassing the win. Mm. What do you say, Mason? Who are you picking? Panthers. Panthers. The New England Patriots. Travel to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. Steelers. Nobody feels better than the Steelers after last week. Steelers. Are they going to steal another win and be 2 and Steelers. Jesus. That was loud. RIP headphone users. Pick the Steelers. Without sure TJ Watt? Though? I don't give a fuck who's out there. With Devontae Parker? I'm going to smack you. Mitchy T? Listen, Glenn, I, I guarantee you Minka Fitzpatrick's going to have a fucking 25-point game for you. I don't even know how IDP works. I've never used IDP before. He is going to have the best IDP game in the history of IDP. Yeah. Also, this game, uh, the spread opened at Patriots minus one. Fucking hammer that shit for the Steelers. Fuck that. What the hell? Why? The Patriots are going to lose. They stink. I hate them. I hate Matt Patricia, and I hate Joe Judge, and I hate what they're doing to Mac Jones. I want them to go 0-16. Fuck you, Bill. The Steelers stink, though. Think about this. They had five turnovers, and they still needed overtime to win. Five. They got lucky is what they did. Dude, I don't care if they got lucky or not. They're gonna win. Dude, the, the thing no is, faith in Bill. If this no. game is in, if this game is in Gillette, I am mashing the Patriots. But the fact that it's at Heinz Field, it's like 50-50 for me, bro. Even if it was at Gillette, I'd still take the Steelers. Are you kidding me? Now you're just being mean. So no, I'm not thinking. being mean. I'm rolling with the Steelers. Yes, I, I will too. But I, I think it should be a closer. Uh, then 72% to 28%. Patriots lose by two scores, at least. The Indianapolis Colts wow. don't, don't have a win. They don't have a loss. They have a tie. The Colts lost or tied with the yeah. Texans, guys. Yep. And that's why I'm picking the Jaguars. Uh, it's, uh, it's hot, it's hot wait, down there. Is it Col- Colts at Jags? Yeah. Yeah. I believe I, in the Jags. Hold on. I have to look. Hold on. No, nah, the so. Jags, the Jags gagged that game. Colts have Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. Give me the Colts. They cut Rodrigo Blankenship too, so you don't have to worry about any missed field goals anymore. ETN Robinson, Christian Kirk, Glenn. Evan Ingram. The fact that you just listed off those four names after I mentioned Jonathan Taylor. Michael Pittman, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, that's fair. Colts. You picked the Jaguars. Who Mason picked? 
on. I think he's doing some in-depth analysis. I am. Indianapolis has lost the last six meetings at Jacksonville. Wow. Wait, seven. Sorry. No. Nope. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. The last eight times they played at Jacksonville, they lost. Six, seven, and then eight. You sure it's not nine? Oh, well, that. No, it's not that nine. That changes things. That makes me want to pick the Indianapolis Colts. I knew it. It's hot, dude. Counts for something. Whatever. Uh, uh, uh. You, you, did you see last night how they had like the decibel reading in the camera the same way they yeah, had the I was thinking temperature? Of you guys. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking of you guys. Someone's <laughs> just holding the fucking thing on <laughs> the side of the camera. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit. That was good. I was like, all right, get that off the screen, dude. They're just fucking... <laughs> Um, oh. The Miami Dolphins are one and zero, and they travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Yeah, guess what? They're not playing the Patriots this week. Give me the Ravens. Oh shit! Oh shit, Mason. I agree. Pop. Give you the Ravens. Quote the Ravens. Never more. It's not hot in uh, Baltimore. Nope. Yeah, it's not hot in Baltimore. <laughs> You're right. Very mild. The Atlanta Falcons travel to LA, face the Rams. Even the Rams. Dog ass. Dog ass. Matt Stafford's elbow. Elbow. Dude, as bad as Matt Stafford was, Cooper Cup still finished with 31.8 in full PPR. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm picking the Rams, even though the yeah. Falcons. Yeah. This could be the week that uh, Kyle Pitts scores his first touchdown in America. I, lo- I love that. that the, the, tra- the touchdown in America tracker. I mean, we're, we're waiting for it. Dude's fucking on American. He doesn't like scoring on American soil. No. Seattle Seahawks are 1-0 Geno Smith at the top of the NFC West. And they travel to San Fran face the 49ers. This game's not going to be in a monsoon. The Seahawks are going to have a Super Bowl hangover from week one. So I'm picking San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, and they're not 49ers. home, too. So I agree, 49ers. The Cincinnati Bengals. <clears throat> the Houston Texans are facing the oh. Broncos. Cincinnati's at Dallas, in Dallas. Yeah. It's, I'm it's, picking the Bengals too. I'm taking the Bengals. You got it. You got it. Cooper, Cooper Rush is the quarterback. No, the ten percent who pick Cowboys are the fucking the, the diehard Cowboys fans, just idiots who storm the gates when they open the gate. You know those videos where it's like, oh, gates are open at AT and T Stadium, and people just fucking running in there like it's Black Friday in Walmart. <laughs> I know, I've, not seen <laughs> I've never seen people so excited to watch a team fucking fail. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, uh, dude. I, I uh, grown ass people. Um, the Bengals, because the Bengals played probably their worst football in week one, and they almost won. And they ain't even gonna have to play half as bad to beat the Cowboys this week with Cooper Rush. And I could be wrong, and hopefully I am wrong, but I just don't see it. Bengals, the Houston Texans. 
also don't have a win or a loss. They go to Denver to face the Broncos. This is going to be a shellacking. And this is where I should have picked Denver to use the eliminator pick. Yeah, Broncos all the way. Broncos country. I agree. The floodgates will open. This is an interesting one. The Arizona Cardinals at 425 Eastern time. To play. We're also on one. Can Kyler Murray steer the ship back on course? Or will they get raided by the Raiders? Raiders. Give me the Raiders, baby. I'm going with them too, and along with most of everybody who voted on this, it's kind of crazy. I am. Hold on. I saw an interesting stat about Kyler Murray. I don't know why their offense is so bad. Yeah, he's like 0 47 when it's double XP weekend. Oh my God, that was so funny. Yes, dude. Okay, here we go. How was that? Statistical analysis of Kyler Murray's performance on COD double XP weekends. This is a, a post fair. on Reddit. With the <laughs> recent news of Kyler Murray's recently rescinded study hall clause, rumors are rampant that Kyler Murray plays too much COD. I was wondering what statistical bet of validity might be in these claims, so I scoured the internet for past double XP events and other promotional events across all of Call of Duty console games. For simplicity, I am referring to all COD promotional events, such as double XP, triple XP, etc., as a double XP weekend. I cross-referenced his data with Kyler Murray's stats from Pro Football Reference and compiled it here. Here are the rate. Here are the results. Murray's average passer rating on non-double XP weekends is ninety-seven point four three and eighty-nine point six five on double XP weekends, showing a minus seven point seven seven difference. His passing yards uh, is two fifty-one on non and two forty-five on, uh, so minus six. His completion percentage is 76.29 and then 76.17. And then his win-loss record, his win-loss record is 18, 16, and 1.529. And on double XP weekends, it is 4 and 7, which is 0.360. That's not that bad at all. That's different from 0 and 47. Yeah, I like the the meme where he's like 0 and 47 on double XP weekend. (laughs) That's like still, his whole career. I'm picking the Raiders at home. Me too. Yeah. I'm taking the Raiders too. Oh, well, on the Raiders, yeah. Raiders. Sunday Night Football, I don't know why they continue to roll out the fucking Bears and Packers on Sunday night. I feel like at the beginning of each season, every year, it's either week one or week two. And this is what we get. We get two dog shit teams. On Sunday Night Football. Yeah, if you think I'm staying for this week, not a chance. I'm leaving. As soon as the 4.30 games are over, I'm saying, all right, Mom, Dad, see you next week. Uh, Justin Fields is 1-0, and Aaron Rodgers is 0-1. Passing of the torch, question mark? I'm kidding. I can't even say that with straight face. The Packers are going to drag their sacks across the Bears this week. Because Aaron Rodgers, I looked it up on Wikipedia, is a part owner of the Packers. I'm sorry, of the Bears. He owns yes. that. And True, on prime Packers. time, especially. Give me the Packers. And then Monday Night Football, Susa. We got two games 
which means our matchup next week is going to come down to two possible Monday Night Miracles. That's annoying. Yeah. We got the Tennessee Titans traveling to Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. We're 1 0. And then at 8 15, we got the Minnesota Vikings, who are 1 0, traveling to Philly to face the Eagles, who are 1 0. Who do you have? I got Traylon Burks. Dallas. In the lineup, huh? Dallas. Got, who the fuck am I going to start? I don't know. Sorry, AJ Green again. Yeah, oh, yeah. Green. Yeah, yeah, Goddard, huh? fucking drop his yeah. ass tomorrow morning. You're going to see a claim put in. You're going to see AJ, <laughs> AJ Green dropped. Capital um, P. I have the Bills and I got the Vikings. I got the I'm Bills. going with the Eagles and the Bills. Uh, I have to go against the grain a little bit. I've been picking the favorites. Uh, the Vikings are going against the Eagles. Uh. Well, if the Eagles can let up 35 points to Jared Goff, I think they can let up 65 points to Kirk Cousins. True. Mm, give me the Vikings. So, yeah, Susan, I got Traylon Burks. I got Dallas Garter. And I got Alexander Madison. I have Thielen and Robert Woods. Damn, this is a big night for you guys. I'm, I'm starting, probably not starting Robert Woods, though. I was going to say starting Bobby Trees. Uh, not after that awful week one. The fuck was that? Gomes, might as well, I'm playing might as well Gomes this Because Traylon Burks, that dude. Maybe. I'm playing Gomes this week. He has both uh, – Derrick Henry and Dawson Knox on Monday night. And then I'm playing Brendan and Jim and Skip, and I think he has Josh Allen in that league, too. I feel bad for the people who have to go up against Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and Justin Jefferson and Derrick Henry. This is a Monday night full of fantasy studs. Yeah. A lot of games going to be decided. Mm-hmm. And all we got is fucking Robert Woods and Traylon Burks. <laughs> And fucking yep. Thielen. Daughter and Thielen. Irv Smith, if you're lucky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was Picks and Pick'ems. Uh, again, if you haven't joined the group, Stella Seller Podcast on the Picks and Pick'em, join now. It's not too late. I mean, kind of is too late, but you could have a better win percentage from here on out, and then you'll probably win the Pick'ems uh, if you do that, but maybe not. Like, I think you could probably obtain more wins if you start in week two, right? If you just, like, go on a streak towards the end of the season. Week two is not too late to join the Pickums. No, not at all. Especially when the highest guy only got eight wins. Yeah, he'd be all right. Uh, but we might as well. I'm, I just did the Eliminator Challenge quick. Yeah, who'd you pick? I'm going to pick Got to pick the Packers. Go on Broncos. I went Broncos last week. I almost went Bengals, but I wanted to be a little bit let's get a little bit more safe Packers. I took, I took the Ravens last week. 
Um, so Me too. They were Gucci. Uh, got Broncos this week. Brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Mason? The burger's good. Dirt. Dirt. Wants to start us off. Wants to bat lead off. This isn't how it takes. My sizzling hot take is going to be with Christian McCaffrey. There you go. And it's going to be that McCaffrey, that the Panthers aren't going to learn, and that he's going to get 10 or fewer touches and finish as an RB, a low RB2. Or whatever. I don't know, man. It's a hot take. It is hot because, you know, they say fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Strike two. Strike... <laughs> Was it strike three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fool me once, strike one. Fool me yeah, twice, fool strike me three. Um, Miss Nugo. Okay. Um, my sizzling hot take is that Jahan Dotson is going to keep – Right, keep going right where he left off last week against his sorry ass Lions defense, and he's gonna go for a buck fifty and a TD. Oh shit! Buck fifty. Wow. TD. Yep. That's hot. Um, my sizzling hot take is that you are going to catch a glimpse of what it's like to own Julio Jones in his prime. Damn. I'm saying Julio Jones has a stat line of seven-plus receptions, 100-plus yards, and at least a pair of TDs. Julio think you are. I like it. Yeah. Uh, that was Susan Hot Takes brought to you by Dur Burger. Susan, are the burgers good? Dur. Dur. Now this week, Susan, this week, you and I played each other. That's last right. Week. You this week. What do you think is going to be the most irritating thing? Let's take a look at this. For me, it's gotta be it's gotta be Javante Melvin Gordon splits. Yeah, that's pretty that's a good point. Makes the most sense. Um yeah. Either well that that would be maybe for me. For me, it might be the Monday night stuff. Having to wait till that. See how that game plays out with guys who could 
shit the bed or could go off. You don't know. For you though, and the the Melvin uh, will the Melvin Gordon Jamal Fonte Williams split, but the same. But I feel like for you to see what Joe Burrow is gonna do to the Cowboys, and knowing that not only is it hurting the Cowboys, but it's also going against you in fantasy. That sounds like it might be tough to watch. Yeah, Sousa's, Sousa's going to have his lucky T-shirt on again, so I'd be careful if I were you, Glenn. I'm not even going to wash it. I'm going to have the chicken Mozambique stain. I'm going to have the stench of luck. You going to be there Sunday? I'll be there. Home. You're going to go home in the lead at 1.30. I can't promise what I'll do <laughs> after I'm there, but I'll be there. At 1.30. 1.30. <laughs> No, I didn't right. have to lead at one thirty. I had to listen right. to Craig. He's like, lucky after every <laughs> five of Burrow's turnovers. I think I got plenty of lip. And then all of a sudden it became like, oh, he's lucky. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. You I was. Uh, Mason, who you got this week? I got Gomes, dude. I'm a little nervous. Uh, no Keenan. Oh, you should be. You, you should were be. lucky, Craig says. Uh. No Keenan, which I'm lucky for that. Um, but uh, rest of his team, man, is a little bit, a little bit scary. So uh, yeah, he probably lose. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. Two uh, division matchups right here. This is big. Us three and Gomes. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I would like to, like to beat Gomes. Jump out to an early two and zero. Not only in record, but also in the division 2-0. That'd be nice, but it's going to be tough this week. Little, you want to do a little prop bet? Not on, not against our fantasy teams. So like I said, odds are in your favor. I think right now in week two, you have a better team, and you know my slow starts in September. We'll prop bet who scores more fantasy points. Your QB running back, of Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, or my QB running back, uh, Russell Wilson, Javante Adams. Are they playing Javante Texans? Yeah. You said Javante Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Javante Give me Burrow Adams. and Mixon. I'll stick with my guys. I don't know who Javante Adams is. Kind of sounds like Javante Adams. Sounds like a guy I want to have on my team. But I don't know who that is. Gonna find I know who out Dave Adams is. You're going to find out this week when Williams has three touchdowns. I'm like, Javante Adams. At 150 receiving yards. <laughs> he had 11 receptions last night. So I know. That's nuts. That's Javon, that's Javante Adams-like. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where we can bet because I'm not going to 99 again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you um, – When does it happen? I wish Busters was open because I would have made that my oh bet. Oh, my God. I, I miss that play so much. I do too. I've never been more fucked up off of a pitcher of beer than Buster's Brew. You know what's gonna be crazy is that those two powerful players are at the same time. Four twenty-five matchups. Um, Oof. what are we gonna bet? Who gets the other pulled pork? Mason, I'll be there. Your mom wanted wanted to know if I was gonna be there or not. Because if I wasn't, she wasn't gonna make pulled pork. So you can Good tell. Save. I Good swear save. to God, that's what it was. Yeah, Mason, yeah I remember uh, that. I remember my that. To, my mom wanted to know if I was going to be I there. I didn't even not, think so, about uh, that. I didn't for pull pork. Yeah. For pull pork. Yeah, you know, tell I'm sliding through. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Pull board. Pull board. Pull board. Yeah. Yeah, you look, you're you're looking to give us some pork, all right, you motherfucker. I see you. <laughs> I give you. I give you. A, I give you one Mike Williams joke cake. All right. End this. We gotta get out of here. Oh my um, god. Week one is over, which means when we blink, it'll be Thanksgiving. So enjoy it. Good luck to both of you. Good luck to you listening. Good luck to you watching on Twitch. And happy week two. Guys. It's all right. Good luck. Get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.